Yeah. At this point, the ex- executive orders just kind of all blend together and it's all just one big yeah. cluster. Cluster whoops. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, ever since I heard that phrase, I was like, yeah, um, that's a better phrase. That'd be a great show title, Cluster Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Future Chat. I'm back. I'm back as a host, and that means a couple of things. First of which, no episode number. You'll notice I very deliberately did not say what episode this is. Because anyone who's listening to this, unless they are, I guess, blind, which would be horrible, but I guess um, all the better for them, uh, they will know what episode number it is because they'll be seeing some kind of screen. I guess unless they ask a voice assistant to play the podcast episode for them. Uh, I don't think episode numbers are useful anymore because they're so big. It just all kind of blends together. And uh, speaking of numbers, you guys you guys pointed out uh, on the last episode that it was episode 128, which is, again, a big number, but it is also a multiple of two. And a, I power just, power, a power of two. Well, it's a multiple of two and a power of two. Well, who cares about multiples? We're talking about powers here. You're right. Yeah, you're like right. multiples are the poor man's multiple. power. <laughs> numbers, yeah. numbers are hard, as you guys <laughs> proved by trying to <laughs> name the highest power of two that you could think of and getting them horrifically wrong. They, yeah. Okay, horrifically is a stretch. Get, they were not were horrifically off. wrong. Yeah. As you it said It was funny, later, too, because I, I remembered thinking about the game mm-hmm. 2048. Yeah. And going like, wasn't it forty ninety six that you could get to? Oh well, who can keep track of these things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so explain to us where we went wrong, Rob. Well, I, I it sounds like you went wrong, and I forget the exact number. You guys, like, I followed up live because I ended up listening to part of the episode um, on my little mini vacation live, and so I commented that you guys got your numbers wrong, and you actually followed up in the after show and self corrected a little bit. But I just, I thought it was very funny because again, like, I think you said 1028 or... Yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you kind of, mul- you went up in powers of two from there. <laughs> but <laughs> by the time you got there, it was too late. And I think you might, you might have also said 2056, which it's 256. So you like, oh. and it's yeah. 2048. We're just so inserting zeros at that point. Yeah. yeah. And I think the 1028, I was thinking about it afterwards and I think I was confusing it with 1280 resolution. Okay. So that's why it was like sticking out of my mind is significant i'm like 1028 yeah. yeah that's that's an obvious one mm-hmm. but little little did i realize at that point how wrong i really was yeah <laughs> but uh, th- the reason that i bring it up again also is because when it was episode 128 i actually had that thought i think it was the day before i was like oh i'm missing episode 128 that's a power of two that's disappointing because <laughs> they don't have like they at the start of the show, they're they getting further the and further they, they, away from each they other. They happen now. quite unpredictably, to be honest. They happen like unpredictably. No, but you can predict you ne- when they're going to come. You just, yeah, Thanks, they Rob. start off very frequent. Thanks. And they get less and less frequent as time goes on. So our next one isn't going to happen for at least a couple of years if the show is still going. It was f- episode 456 that we, that Nick said he hoped we were going to get to, right? So we still have, in episode 123, you said, I hope we get to episode 456. And that's that's a ways away. So I think two fifty six is a much better goal. But yeah, to, powers of two. To to clarify, I do realize that powers of two are quite predictable. Oh, I know. I In know. fact, they're trivially predictable. Yeah. So I think I think the new goal is five twelve. If okay. I'm not mistaken. Sure. The new goal can be yeah. five twelve. Our new stretch goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fund our Kickstarter. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, not. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too long on how numbers work. But that that's my follow up. Is I'm glad you guys were able to get my feedback and self correct on the episode. That's good. Now, Mike, just mm-hmm. so you know, when I when I sip this coffee, <laughs> I get a strong hit of coffee aroma in the mouth, and that's that's good with coffee. I think. That's, Would you say there's a chocolatey, chocolatey aftertaste in the mouth? Um, <laughs> not this time. No. I don't know if it's the freshness of the beans or... Well, in all seriousness, like, I am mixing a couple kinds of beans together. Like, I got a roast for Christmas, and it was kind of just a little eh. Mm-hmm. And then I poured a little more of the kick-ass in with it. Mm-hmm. And now I I like it more. So now it's just like mediocre kick-ass, but still better than what you originally had. <laughs> it was like kick-butt or like... Tap-ass? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is making me hungry. This is so weird. <laughs> Why is that making you hungry? <laughs> Tapas? Oh. <laughs> That's even weirder than I would have thought. <laughs> now, Nick, I understand you're. Oh my! I understand God. you're going a different direction with this coffee pairing today. Yes, <laughs> today the pairing is orange Gatorade. Many will call this the the Cadillac of Gatorades. I prefer red. This is very. Mm. That's a very this sweet, very odd, very, very artificial orangey flavor, <laughs> and then paired brings out the bitterest notes of the coffee. <laughs> now, it's it's interesting great. to note that you're you're pairing a hydrator with a diuretic. Yeah. Now that that must be quite confusing to your uh, your dissolved salt balance. In your system. It, I, I could see that being problematic, though that having been said, I think the combination of a stimulant with a hydrator will will really increase my overall performance, giving me the energi- energy I need to sit here and be entertaining on the podcast. <laughs> Nick, can you do me a favor? Because I'm only going to ask one thing during this segment that I don't understand at all. Uh <laughs> Can Only you, one thing. <laughs> yeah. Can you, you're, you're mentioning how these might work mixed together in your system. Can you tell us how they might taste mixed together in your mouth? I really want to know what they taste well, like. Well, that's how the, the pairing way. works. No, but I mean, like take a sip of, or take a drink of one and then drink of the other while yeah. before swallowing the first and <laughs> okay. swirl them. I want to know what it actually tastes like together, not just paired. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> for people who can't see nick's face <laughs> it's not good oh that's <laughs> oh see that's, that's not interesting good at all. to me i think i got a note of vomit in there <laughs> that was unpleasant mm. <laughs> mm. i'm so, not gonna do that again <laughs> It, it seems to me that this pairing doesn't work quite as well as the Soylent coffee pairing. No, this is much worse than the Soylent coffee pairing. Okay. Good to know. Now, 
I didn't listen to the entire segment of what I'm calling Coffee Corner, which you guys call something different. Was the goal to for one of you to pick a coffee and pair with something else, or was the goal of you, for you to both try the same thing at the same time? No, there was no goal. Oh, I there was no a, goal. <laughs> I think in I think in a good coffee review segment, we would both review the same coffee with the mm-hmm. same pairing. Yeah, but in bad coffee reviews, <laughs> it's not it's not standardized in the least. Okay, so it's it's not even that it's a bad it's not that it's bad coffee. It's not that. Oh it's no! A no, bad it's, it's a bad review of good coffee. It, so yeah. it's 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 not even that it's not a thorough review. It's just that it's structured poorly. Yes. Okay. And conducted poorly. Right. I misunderstood. So the goal, like the goal, almost of a bad coffee review in this case is to leave the viewer or listener, or whatever the case may be, with no more understanding of whether this was a good idea or not. That's right. Okay. Our goal is to entertain Rob. That okay. is why we're here. Fair enough. <laughs> do, do you want to know the backstory of bad coffee reviews? I know some of it, but I do, I'm interested to hear more. Because Mike and I would go out to coffee every once in a while and we'd get espresso and then we'd sit and sip on it. And I'd say, well, I mean, I'm looking for like tasting notes and stuff, but I, I, I'm trying to taste things, but I, I have no idea what I'm looking for. Right. And so then we started going back and forth with, you know, and when I sip this coffee, I get a strong hit of coffee flavor. <laughs> and then, yes, yeah, so my mine is is warm through the mouth and throat, which is good because I don't like my coffee when it's cold. <laughs> it's so, one like, of those things where when you're drinking, drinking or eating something that's better than you normally do. Yeah. You feel that you're supposed to appreciate it more. So for right. me, like my basically first exposure to espresso was with nick so i'm like man i'm drinking espresso this is like awesome Mm -hmm. but here i am not knowing what i'm supposed to be tasting yeah yeah i think at one point i said is it supposed to taste so sour (laughs) (laughs) turns out it is yeah (laughs) i could have predicted that (laughs) you know with with uh, some blends there's more of an acidic nature to it so kind of it almost tingles on the tongue a little bit yeah okay i feel i feel like a lot of alcoholic beverages have that problem like if i was tasting a scotch i'd be like is this supposed to burn so much (laughs) but yeah that's part of it (laughs) is it supposed to taste like an ashtray yeah well when i taste especially really peaty scotch i'm like is it supposed to taste like like the forest floor and they're like yeah. oh yeah, yeah that's a good peaty one <laughs> you really <laughs> captured the dirt <laughs> yeah it's like you got a strong hit of of dirt on that one they're like yeah that's a good one shout out to guess, darren fogg i guess yeah. that's i guess that's one way to describe it dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, normally i'd think that was a horrible mistake of that kind of yeah, my yeah. drink but Apparently that's what we're doing. <laughs> it, is this, how long do bad coffees review generally last? Like, is this going to become a thing or is this like you've gotten it out of your system now by doing one recorded? We'll see. I, I don't actually know. Okay. Fair we enough. Had a mini, we had a mini one just now. So right. that's probably yeah. how it's going to go. Oh, that was one. <laughs> that actually went on longer than I thought it would too. <laughs> this is worse than I thought. Oh, um, I wanted to mention, th- and this 
tangentially is follow up to what you guys spoke about last week. So I'll mention it now. I just wanted to talk for three minutes and hold me to that because I don't want this to go on a long time about um, the political situation in the States and how it affects specifically how it affects science. Um, I know I mentioned Twitter accounts and they're they're like in, in, I think it was a couple episodes ago and how there are a bunch of rogue Twitter accounts now from government agencies that whose employees have tried to tweet facts and been shut down. And I just wanted to mention that there was also that, that specifically there's a lot to do with the climate and the environment that is, has been regulated over the last 20 or 30 years. Specifically, I th- I'm pretty sure that it was Ronald Reagan that instituted the EPA. I'm, I remember hearing that. And uh, he is a, he's considered one of the greatest Republican presidents. And um, it seems kind of weird that they seem hell-bent on destroying any kind of environmental regulations just to for those companies like coal mining companies and, and um, like hydraulic frackers and all that to make lots of money. And I thought it was weird that as soon as um, Trump was inaugurated, basically, as soon as his administration started, the CDC had been planning a climate change conference and they elected to cancel it for it was supposed to happen in the spring. They canceled it immediately after he was inaugurated. And this, along with many other actions, was seen as the government being censored, basically, from sharing climate data and scientific data, Um, similar to what happened in Canada under Stephen Harper. And I saw a positive note. I think this was around last week around when we were recording the last episode that this canceled conference from the CDC has been backed now financially privately by a group of investors, I believe led by Al Gore. Al Gore stepped in and saw this as a huge problem and something that needed to still be talked about and basically is helping fund it himself. And then this morning, as I was preparing to record the episode, I saw a uh, tweet come through from congress.gov, which is a website that tracks any bills or proceedings that are put through Congress. And yesterday, there was a, a bill put forth in Congress. And I, I'm sure this happens all the time. So I'm not saying this is like the end of the world because um, Republicans have been talking about the Environmental Protection Agency for a while. But C- Congress yesterday put forth a bill to terminate the EPA completely. And why are you doing this? Why do they keep like they're they're taking all these actions that are specifically to help the American people and they're taking them back just so that rich people can get richer and so I have politics. I have some real time follow up for you. Sure. It was Richard Nixon. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You're right. I also uh, I take back greatest presidents say, ever, but <laughs> I, I was going to say like Reagan, I don't remember being a highly regarded. I think it was fairly. No, Reagan I, was, is well not, regarded by yeah, Fox news among Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, well, like Trump basically lifted Reagan's let's make America great again slogan. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Trump wants you to do it. You to make America (laughs) great again. He has no interest in doing it himself. And he wants Um, Mexico to build his wall. Yes. Yeah. And they're going to pay for it when there's a tariff on... (laughs) Now, wait, I'm confused. It's not very well thought There's a tariff. There's a tariff on Mexican imports, which will inevitably be passed on to consumers yeah. of america now how does this affect your arepas? arepas uh not i don't know actually that's probably not at all probably not at all because it's canadian come, yeah, it's yeah canadian importing <laughs> american excellent don't worry but no i um 
I recently listened to The Dollop on the recommendation of someone I can't actually remember. I just remembered <laughs> okay. that it... I just know that it started showing up in my podcast addict because I have vague memories one night of agreeing to <laughs> sign up for it. Right. Nick, are you, are like you drunk subscribing again? <laughs> I think I did drunk subscribe to the podcast. And then I went back and listened to a couple things that people would recommend new listeners enjoy. Okay. And one was 10 cent beer night and the story of how a 10 cent beer night went awry. Shocker. <laughs> As they do, yeah. why. But they were saying that the, the towns I forget where it was. I think I want to say it's Columbus, but it may well not be, but they were saying that the town, uh, what is it? Happiness town pride. It was at an all time low because the river had caught fire again for like the fifth time Hmm. and so he paused and they're like yeah that's what it was like before the epa was a thing large bodies of water would catch fire Hmm. and it's i think it's just a thing where we've gotten so used to things being good that we forgot what it was like when it was bad yeah Hmm. like the river catching fire right i forget who was out a river fire I forget who it was on Twitter, but I feel like it was Neil deGrasse Tyson said, uh, for some reason, it seems like every few decades, the entire world just up and loses its goddamn mind. <laughs> it, yeah. Is this just normal or is this like normal it's, as in cyclical, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's kind of like with relationships. It's like, Uh-oh. it didn't work last time, but this time will be different. Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, it's, it's not going to be different. <laughs> yeah and then it's not just also real-time follow-up in case someone was wondering why the cdc is holding a climate conference <laughs> yeah it's because it's a climate and health conference right so yeah like i guess they have a vested interest in climate too because yeah. they are fairly linked but that i was confused I'm like is this like the disease cdc and then that's that kind of explains that part i so. don't know with like mosquito migration alone i feel like they'd have a vested interest in climate yeah yeah or just pollution but yeah Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does bad things to people. <laughs> but yeah, we don't have to talk about politics the whole episode, Mike. You said you wanted to have a lighter show. And I, after having been reading and listening to the news for the last few weeks, I am all for that as an escape. Cool. So uh, I guess on that note, I'll I'll put forth a, a story I came across that was confusing. <laughs> To say the least. Okay. I, I guess there, there's a, this new thing called Rich Communication Services mm-hmm. Protocol, RCS. And it's been called the quote, literally quote unquote, future of messaging. Yeah. This is as per Rogers Communications in Canada. Yeah. So looking to it further, I'm like, wow, this this sounds good. I'm I'm all for the future of communications. <laughs> I like, I like rich how- communications. Yeah, there's rich in the name. It's it's a futuristic thing. Like, tell me more about it. Mm-hmm. So I read on, and they they describe all these feature sets like red receipts, <laughs> and real time typing indicators, and <laughs> sending pictures and video and group chats. What? And I don't know. For me personally, I I was I was shocked. I was like, how could this even be possible with messaging? <laughs> I mean. You know, you go, you, I'm used to SMS. I can't imagine being able to have group chats and red receipts and sending video. That's, that's mind boggling. So, uh, 
anyway, this is this is Android's initiative through their stock messaging app that they're 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 going to move forward with a feature messaging and start integrating these features into their app. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rogers and Fido are on board. I think Bell, Bell and Telus are also soon to soon to join the initiative. And I, for one, can't wait for the feature messaging as described in this article here. So this is just uh, Android with Canadian yeah. carriers. So this is this is the iMessaging equivalent for Android phones. It's a cross-platform multimedia messaging service we've all wanted for so long. From Android, got. nonetheless. From Android, yeah. yeah, from Android, nonetheless. Like, mm. I don't know why no, no one else has done this yet, personally. <laughs> this is... Dear listener, this is actually sarcasm. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but Facebook Messenger, Messenger basically has all of those functions, and I'm pretty sure Hangouts is pretty close to having all of those functions, too. That's the as, joke. Yeah. As does WhatsApp, as does probably another messaging service that's also popular. Is WhatsApp the like not Facebook? Yeah. One? Yeah. The no, the non-Facebook Facebook one. Right. Non-Facebook Facebook one owned by Facebook. <laughs> right. To make well, that's that what all I mean. Clear, yeah. It's the non-Facebook one owned by Facebook. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, thanks thanks for that clarification there Nick, but I don't know. I think we're all on the same page with with this is why are we even talking about this? I'm imagining some of our listeners and going, eh, they might not get that. On one hand here, I am like, obviously the sarcasm thing rings completely true. On the other hand, if we could have a cross-platform thing to replace SMS, as in your phone number means that you, grants you access to all these features, mm-hmm. I think this would be better and you wouldn't actually need all these cross-platform apps. I, agree. I don't think that's what this is. The whole problem with this is that it's five years too late. Right. Everything like, else, the private literally took over. five years at least. <laughs> Man, not they're longer. not even. It's 2018. It's not even this year. <laughs> like, like how long has iMessage been around for? Uh, that was iOS five, I believe. Maybe even earlier. Okay. Four or five. Right. So yeah. So let's call it five years. Yeah. Right. And Facebook Messenger has had the same features as Nick said for easily the last three years, we'll call yeah. it. Like when they had their standalone app released. So yeah. I, it's fine that, that Android is getting on board with this, but for someone from Rogers to call it the future of messaging, this isn't the future. This is, there's <laughs> nothing futuristic about this. It's like the old present. <laughs> <laughs> it's like finally Android has something coming that's similar to iMessage. And yeah, I, I hadn't fully considered the idea that this would be linked to your phone number. Like this is going to be most useful for people who already do SMSing. Right. And it's going to end up being like, hey, why why did that get sent as a different colored bubble? That's weird. Right. And, you know, the same way that when I'm texting from my work phone and it's another iOS device and it comes as opposed to blue, I'm like, oh, cool. Like it was my message. But I don't, I mean, I don't use any of the features and I'm sure people, obviously people do use the features of iMessage and people will probably use the features of this if they're already using the stock messaging, uh, right. Android. I mean, and like I call it stock messaging, but it's for a lot of phones, it's not actually the stock messaging app mm-hmm. uh, because OEMs will put their own messaging app on there. I know for mine, uh, for my Galaxy Note 4, the stock one is the Samsung message app. Yeah. Also called mess 
messages, messenger, whatever it is, one of those. And now with, and before I was actually using the Android messenger app as my default SMS, Mm -hmm. but with my watch, because it's a Samsung watch, the only way that you're able to reply and view your messages, like a scrollable list of past messages Mm -hmm. is if you have the Samsung messenger app as your default. Yeah. And obviously that's a self-interested thing from Samsung to do, but I understand it. And that's, so I've started using that as my default SMS. Not that I get a ton of SMSs, but say for like verification, like two set verification codes, it comes to my, my SMS and I'll get that on my watch. And, but with this, they're going to have to have the Android one as the default. And a lot of people may not do that. Yeah. So they're, they're already behind the, uh, the curve there because a lot of people are used to using whatever messenger app that they're using already. Do you guys have, how do I want to phrase this? Would you benefit from something that came on your Android phone that was like a default app? Like that thing would send and receive your SMS messages, but all the SMS apps you had installed on your phone would also receive those messages. Because right now, once you pick the default, that's the thing that receives messages, but nothing else does. I see it more like the future of SMS or the future of messaging, as Rogers puts it, should be more like the way Twitter clients or Facebook Messenger clients work, where they they sync up. Like the whole purpose should be you can open any client you want and your messages will all be there presented in whatever way the app chooses to style them. Is that how iMessage already works, though? As far as okay, I know, but- SMS doesn't work that way in, in any... So between an iPhone, an iPad, and a Mac, the iMessages aren't synced between them? Between devices they are, but not between that's, apps. That's, that's what I'm oh, saying. Between apps? Like, so like if you had the Samsung messaging client and um, the, the Android messenger thing, whatever, the blue and yeah. white icon, if you had both of those installed, you could pick one as your default to send. Right. But if you went into either one, you would see all your messages. That already happens. If I switch my default, my previous messages would appear in the other app. Right, but they would disappear from the old one. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't disappear. They just says you can't view it unless this is your default messaging app. Exactly. So I'm saying you could have Hangouts installed. You could have Android Messenger installed. You could have Samsung Messenger installed, and they would all send and receive all the messages. Right. I don't know what incentive there is for a developer or a company to motivate people to sit, pick theirs as the exclusive default other than just, well, you have to use it. Like they just don't want people flip-flopping between apps because it's like, well, use our app. But I, I don't, I don't know if they get like a couple fractions of a cent if you use their services. So. SMS. Like Twitter clients, for instance, is mm-hmm. the corollary I'm thinking of. Right. I have at least three, if not four Twitter clients on my iPhone. If I go into the, I, like I go into them for different reasons mm-hmm. at different times, but any messaging thing I go into, I'll see all the tweets and I'll be able mm-hmm. to see all the tweets I sent. And what, what incentive is there for someone to build a Twitter client? It's right. like, it happens. It, like uh, what I'm saying is it looks like the SMS apps can already do that. They're just for whatever reason, just choosing to not allow you to. They are not, or Android is not. I guess it could be either. Cause I, I don't think know. Android is not. I think Android says, pick your messaging app and the other ones get shafted. Maybe. And again, that might be because Android is self-interested in using theirs as the only one you're using. Except that they will let you switch defaults. <laughs> but you can't, you can't have the be- like both, uh, like have your cake and eat it too. You have to pick 
one. You can't be like, well, I'll right. use you when I want to, but I'll use this other one. In the what, what would be the reason for that arbitrary restriction other than them being self-interested? If, if there isn't one. Can, can we talk about the phrase, have your cake and eat it too? Uh, why I, do I want yeah. cake if I can't eat it? After like, I said it, I'm like, why? Do, why is that even a saying? <laughs> yeah, you just want to have your cake and eat it too. I mean, yeah, that's the point yeah. of having cake. I think, really, I thought the meaning of the phrase was, you want to have cake, like you want to have a physical cake there, but also eat it. And if you eat the cake, you won't have the cake. Okay, it'll be gone. Oh, okay. yeah. So it says, yeah. The, the the proverb means you cannot simultaneously retain your cake and eat it. Yeah. Which actually does make more sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I like that. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. But why would you? Why would you want to retain your cake though? So you can have the it later. Purpose is, then you just get more cake. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Mike defeats proverb with logic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, that's that's what I'm saying. Like you said, there is no other reason other than self-interest. Okay. Um. But yeah. Anyway, this is ultimately a non-story story non-issue like, because okay. everything is past it there, there's another uh another quote here that made me cringe so the same rogers guy he says imagine your f- imagine your phone is charging on the nightstand and you are in another part of your home on your tablet now you have the added benefit of sending or receiving messages from multiple android devices what <laughs> can't i can't imagine that (laughs) are so maybe roger's employees are forced to only use the default (laughs) messaging app and so they're like wait if we install this we can send things from multiple devices at the same time maybe that's why maybe okay so real-time follow-up i've i've had a lot of trouble with Corollary versus corollary. Apparently corollary is UK English and American is corollary. I don't know why it was this time. And I was like, no, I'm actually looking this up probably because I wasn't really into what was being isn't, discussed. So it, yeah. You know corollary, what I mean? just corollary with a British accent. Corollary is like UK English and corollary is American English. Yeah. Corollary sounds more British. I I kept hearing corollary and being like, what did, why? Isn't but, it like crueler and crueler? Like it's just an accent. You're just saying yeah. it different. You're not actually, it's not differently pronounced. It's just an accent. Well, you're emphasizing different parts of the sentence. There's corollary or corollary. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like you had the emphasis parts. on the wrong yeah. syllable. Interesting. This happened to me with the word mischievous. When it's like, oh, I hate when people say mischievous. Right. But I'm like, is that not how you say it? And I'm like, wait, there's no I there. Why am I saying mischievous? Right. But that, that seems like like accents just put emphases on different syllables. Like the the place I live in in, in Ottawa is called Gloucester, but people say Gloucester. <laughs> or Gloucester. Well, yeah. But it's Gloucester because you right. glaze over that middle part. But like, when if, you, if you say mischievous, you're adding an I that isn't there after the V. Like mischievous mm, versus mischievous. Or like Maybe. Leicester City, which is actually spelled L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Yeah. Pronounced yeah. Leicester. Like <laughs> over the millennia, I think the English language has just gotten pretty lazy. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We, at this point, mischievous is an accepted, albeit 
incorrect pronunciation of right. mischievous. Yeah. It's just huh. people do it. And I don't know why my internet's so slow, but I'm looking that up too. <laughs> You're probably live broadcasting video or something. Um, <clears throat> no, that's crazy talk. The, the most glaring example of this to me is always going to be Worcestershire sauce. There's so many syllables or so many letters smushed into Worcester. Isn't it Worcester? What? what? Worcestershire. I Isn't thought it was Worcester? just Worcestershire. I thought it was Worcester. That's what I mean. There's so many syllables that you can smush down into Worcestershire sauce. Like if we're just massacring, it's Worcestershire. That's what I mean. Yeah, Worcestershire. <laughs> <laughs> sriracha <laughs> rise sriracha uh, so it seems like we're all pretty much in agreement that rogers has found the past of messaging <laughs> and they're confused my my comment on this whole story is man it must be cool to work in marketing <laughs> like, we're finally updating our system but we can't like say that yeah so, Mike, what is the next topic in this very light episode? <laughs> Staying away from any politics whatsoever. This is a... Uh, okay, so we're, we're all familiar with what set-top boxes are, correct? Like with cable. I mean, the things like Apple TV are considered set-top boxes too. It's basically a device that you use to push content to your viewing device, I guess right. you call it. Um. So cable companies historically have required their content to be accessed through a mini computer of sorts. Like it has a hard drive, it has a UI, it has all this kind of stuff. And typically it's like a TV guide type setup and you can access your uh, your content through there. You, have, you set your recordings if you have a DVR, all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. the fact is that you have to buy a separate device for this. You can't download an app for it you can't just have it you know as a conventional just tv guide type thing on a certain channel and wait for it to get to that channel that you're looking for and then you miss it and they have to wait for it to scroll all the way back around again right um so what the fcc is or was trying to push for was the requirement for these cable providers to require uh, a third party or an app to be used on third party devices Okay. And to also be allowed to send content directly to a device, like to not even require set top mm-hmm. boxes at all. And the cable provider's argument against this was that they require encryption methods for piracy reasons, I guess. Which on the face Which, of it seems fine. Yeah. Um, and I think the cable providers were okay with the requirement of an app that's designed for devices such as an Android app, iOS app. So you'd log into your account and access your content through there. And, you know, in fairness, a lot of cable companies already have this. Um, I know like Telus has one. I think yeah. Robbie, you were saying Bell has one. Yep. Um, and Rogers, I think probably has one too. Like they basically, if you pay for their content, you can access that content from anywhere, like from any device, logging into your account and looking at your recordings or even watching live TV. So this is, this is clearly possible to watch this content without the set top box if you're able to do that um so i guess the fcc chairman the prior one tom wheeler he resigned once trump was i think which is typical 
yeah which is it the, the article made it sound like he resigned out of like anger but i think it's more i think rob you're alluding to it being customary for that to happen well so i think he's still on the committee he's just not the chair and this guy okay. who is the new chair was also on the committee but now he's the chair rob don't they yeah. sit on chairs what are, what are you even talking about <laughs> the man can't be a chair <laughs> So this is this new chair, Ajit Pai. He's taken the prior proposal off of the table, I guess, colloquially you'd call that. Along with chairs, yeah, he takes it off the table. (laughs) (laughs) So the proposal itself hasn't been closed, so it's still open for revision and re-proposing and whatnot. But the initial one about requiring the content to be directly to to be able to be sent directly to devices, just, I guess, in the more traditional plug a wire into your TV and you get that content, um, has been scrapped. And again, the cable providers were okay with the requirement for providing an app. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the, the initial proposal required them to provide this content directly to developers for them to create their own apps. Right. So... This is still a very developing story. Like we'll probably hear about this again once it gets put back on the table. And uh, <laughs> I mean, like cable itself is fairly dying-ish. Like they're, they're losing <laughs> they're, they're losing re- relevance in how people consume media these days. I, I yeah. think they're the big reason why they're losing it is that they want you to pay for massive packages when people don't necessarily want that much. Or yeah. Or rather, young people don't want that much. Yeah. Like, people would rather pay, say, 30 bucks a month between three services to watch three different shows regularly versus 50 bucks a month to have access to everything. Like, they're, they're willing to save that money for more limited content, but the content they're actually going to watch is right. basically mm-hmm. the long and short of it. So, in Canada, anyway the latest requirement was for these cable companies to offer the basic cable quote unquote at, I think 25 was the maximum they were allowed to charge for the basic, for, package. For the basic package. They, they had, had to, to offer, offer something. A, yeah. A basic package at 25. Yeah. And then you could add on additional content for an extra 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month, what have you. And, you know, again, cable companies have been accommodating this new requirement, but it's, it's still a less practical way to watch tv because even with that you still have to set up recordings okay you have to pay for the dvr to begin with so you either have to pay a monthly fee to lease it or you have to buy it outright so if you don't want to put that you know 200 and some bucks up front you have to lease it on a monthly basis which you end up paying more for it in the end at the end of your your contract so people still tend to you know go the route of you know watching netflix which you can already access from a lot of smart tvs if you have it or an apple tv or a chromecast or just a computer and just plug it into mm-hmm. your tv so there's a lot of other options to watch content and stuff like netflix is getting a lot better where it can fairly reliably replace cable like again i've mentioned it before i'd say every other day there's a new netflix original show popping up yeah, crazy it's crazy and we've actually watched a couple of them and and they've been good they've been you know, cable quality, network TV quality, however you want to call it. And there's like legit actors in these shows too. Yeah. yeah. So they're uh, even getting into episodic content as yeah. opposed to binge, like dropping it all at once. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
um, yeah, we just started and finished watching, like caught up with uh, the new Archie revival mm. slash, what would you call that? Like a nostalgia <laughs> bait? How, how was that? I it saw it on the like, featured. I've never really watched, uh, like I know, or sorry, I never really read Archie comics. Like I've seen them, obviously I'm familiar with them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just like, a, it's almost like a, hardy boys or a nancy drew type of thing but with archie characters it's interesting is it kind of like an oc themed show no i mean i guess kind of but modern like if, okay. if the oc was filmed today i guess it would kind of be like that okay yeah i saw it on there and i was like oh archie like mm-hmm. i was like could be really bad but it might be no it wasn't really out. bad it's okay. I, it's not my favorite show but there have only been two episodes apparently they're putting out one a week that's what i'm hearing okay so yeah. Nick, you guys do the Netflix thing, right? We do. I remember, yeah. So how do you guys, what's your cable situation like right now? Uh, we have Netflix and that's about it. <laughs> so you don't, you don't pay for a TV cable subscription? No, no. Okay. Um, yeah. And honestly, the thing, the things we most want to watch that aren't on cable, uh, it's usually like Murdoch Mysteries, which we can stream from the CBC website. Yeah. A couple ones we can stream from CTV. Yeah. I think one we stream from City. And the only one that we're having legit troubles with would be the Grand Tour. Mm. And it's more we're having troubles with it because we don't want to pay for Amazon Prime, but (laughs) here we are. Yeah. Are you guys like car people? Sorry? Isn't Grand Tour the car show? Um like it's a reboot of Top Gear, Top right? Gear. Yeah. Uh, or I mean, uh, well, a spin-off of Top Gear. Spin-off, like, spin-off we'll call it, yeah. The only reason I know it is that everybody got fired and left Top Gear. <laughs> no, and then didn't one like, guy get fired and then they all left? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. no, we're going to start our own show with Blackjack and Hookers. Yeah. And <laughs> full disclosure, the only reason I'm familiar or even know of this show is cuz the guys on ATP watch it and say yeah. it's horrible, but it is a car show. Yeah, well, like, I do you remember I sent you guys the Land Rover versus the self-driving yeah. Yeah, or yeah. the autonomous vehicle? That was Top Gear. Yeah. But that's, like, the three of those guys. So what happened was I started watching it with my cousin because he was really into cars. Mm. Well, he still is really into cars. But then I, like, I really like the challenge aspect of it or mm. the challenges they do. Like, I'm going to race this against this. And right. or you know whatever they do, they do their big long trips too, which are also hilarious. Right. And so I started watching it, watching the old Top Gear stuff on Netflix. And then Kaya was around for some of the challenges, and she's like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." And so now it's actually funny because we'll be walking by, and Kaya will look at some higher end car and go, "Ooh, that is a nice looking car." Whereas <laughs> she never used to do that before. Right. Right. Yeah. My bread is still buttered on the Mercedes-Benz side, just for the record. Okay. I don't know what it is. I had a toy car Mercedes at one point, and I just, yeah. Like, look at those curves. Look at those lines. It's just always spoken to me. It has a nice deep roar the engine does, rather than the that other cars do. See, for opinion. me, for me, whenever I'm, you know, putting a car seat in or a stroller taking groceries out. I'm like, you know, the door is hitting stuff. I'm knocking stuff in these, you know, scuffing the seats. I'm like, I could not live with a nice car. <laughs> I'd be way too worried about using it. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, like, I don't know. You can do kind of whatever you want to a car so long as it's yours. Oh, for sure. It's just, I'd feel worse doing that. If like I know nice people car. that have owned a Camry, which is, it's, it's an okay car. It's not like a high end yeah. car by any stretch, but you definitely put blankets down every time they put something in the trunk. Right. Which every time I looked at it, I was like, really? That's okay. For me, I, uh, I picked up a lawnmower from my, my boss's house. He was selling mm-hmm. it to me and I just put it in the back seat. Yeah, like, totally. A lawnmower, like a full, and he's like, okay like again this this is this, this is like a mercedes guy or a bmw right. guy right so it's like he couldn't fathom picking up a lawnmower and not even putting like blankets or anything down i just like shoved it in the back seat oh, <laughs> smell like castle smell like gasoline for a bit but that's okay i was gonna say is this an electric mower or no it's gas it's a gas mower. oh that's the bold choice <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I have they, an idea. they can have all, all sorts of leaks and stuff. <laughs> I have an idea for the next episode of Bad Coffee Reviews. <laughs> Bad car reviews. <laughs> no, pairing uh, pairing gasoline and coffee. <sighs> Be almost as bad as the orange Gatorade yeah, and coffee. Exactly. Um, I feel like before we get off of the set-top box FCC regulation thing, I should just point out while it is customary for the chairman of the FCC to step down at the end of a president's term, because they're appointed by the president when they start, um, the new, the new guy you mentioned, Ajit Pai is, has basically said that net neutrality is like the voting rights act of the internet in that it is not necessary and wants to net neutrality to be repealed completely and horrible. (laughs) Like it seems like every person that this administration nominates is, is again, something fundamentally good in a very serious, bad way. And uh, so, yeah, keep your eye on that. I feel like, I feel like that buried the lead, but uh, watch out for this guy and the FCC currently, because it just barely passed under the last administration, the very democratic leaning uh, administration. And now this guy is in charge who has openly said that he wants to take down net neutrality because it's not necessary because he says it's not necessary hmm. which is just totally fictitious and we've all seen the results like with the epa we've all seen the results of net neutrality not being enforced yeah it's, it's weird because like hillary's thing was all like oh she's in the back pocket of whatever company <laughs> yeah. it's like okay <laughs> whatever you say yeah there were yeah. well i mean yeah he's appointed several like six or seven goldman sachs executives currently and the whole his whole thing was like oh she's in the pocket of goldman sachs literally that company yeah yeah it's all it's all falling apart <laughs> the entire institution my my sincerest hope is that if this goes as poorly as i think it projects to that it's kind of the the kick in the pants that really gets everyone to go huh that was a terrible idea. We shouldn't do that again. Well, for at least 30 more years, let's say. Because everything well, comes back around. years ago. Reagan? The, last, the last bad thing, apparently. Okay. It, it, okay, every several decades, maybe 30 years isn't the right. But like the, we can all agree that the Gulf War was bad and the Soviet regime was bad and World Wait, War II which was Gulf bad. Which Gulf War? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Gulf War was bad. Either one, all both of them, all of it. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, the first one seemed pretty like you had this one country just randomly invade another one and the rest of the world was like, mm-hmm. Okay, no. I'm not saying I'm not necessarily saying the entire conflict was bad, but it seems like is is that where we're historically landing on that the first Gulf War was good historically? I mean I don't see as big a flaw with it as like the whole I mean, proxy propping up of terror groups okay. because the Soviets were in Iraq. Right. Or Afghanistan. Yeah. Was was the second one like the Kuwait thing? I thought the or first was one was the Iraqi invasion of Kuwait. It's the Iraqi av- invasion yeah. of Kuwait that I don't think yeah. is a terrible no, I, thing. No, I agree with that. St- intervening in that as opposed to that itself being the Gulf War. The second one is the, the invasion of Iraq by the U.S., Oh, is that considered the second Gulf War? Yeah, typically. Yeah, that, was, that appears to have been a poor choice. Yeah, I think by almost all accounts. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but, but we got Saddam, though. So, like, dictatorship well. is over there, right? That's, that's We did it, guys. <laughs> Everyone here is watching the rules for rulers, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. nothing ever bad happened ever again. Yeah. <laughs> So did we have anything we wanted to, to close out here? I see some, some after show follow-up. Do we, um, do you want to go to that? Sure. See what comes up in the after show. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. In that case, thank you for listening to this week's episode of future chat. You can head to unwindmedia.com slash future chat for past episodes of the show and absolutely nothing else. There are only past episodes of the show there and we'll see you next week. Ciao. So, after show. But before we get started, are you, what do you guys think of my haircut? Is it yay or nay? I, <laughs> it is not stand out in any way. I wouldn't I have noticed. Had, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Did you not shave your head on a semi-regular basis anyway? I got my hair cut on a regular basis. <laughs> I've, been, I've been shaving my head for a couple weeks now. So, the, the reason behind it was, as you can... You may or may not be able to tell. It's uh, it's getting a little thin, <laughs> and the uh, the hair gel spiked thing wasn't wasn't working anymore. Okay, so I've been wanting to shave my head for a bit, and Maria's like, "No, no, just keep, no, don't do it." She, she couldn't bring herself to accept that <laughs> I was in fact bald, balding fairly prematurely. Um, oh well, premature is in a relative sense. You're you're mature now. I'm mature now. I like to feel. I like to think I'm mature. So you got a job, a wife, and a baby. What? Yeah. Exactly. What's, the hair's just keeping up with the lifestyle. I mean, the hair helped you land the wife and the job. <laughs> and now you can leave it behind. Yep. Yeah. I can convincingly be a 43-year-old man now. So. <laughs> um, Sweet. So anyway, the uh, that's what I'm doing now. So I'm just shaving my head. So nice. I'm okay with it. Actually, well, I, I fully support it. I've Because it's hard to tell right now. But if I, <laughs> like you can see, it's getting like pretty high up. Mm. the hairline's receding on me. You still have a very illustrious head of hair yeah. though. Well, it's because I, I grow it so far out. Like if it was shorter, it would be far more obvious, but I've always what? had like, I've it's always gone up further just mm. to the side, well, to the side of the middle. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, like I, once it gets far enough up, I think I'm just going to go and like shave it, mm. go for that look. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how Rob you lucked out with non bald jeans. Well, well, Rob has a widow's peak, I think. 
Except like he, his, his dad isn't bald, mm-hmm. but Taylor is. Yeah, he balded fairly early. My dad is. I can't. I don't know if Paul is. Paul's, I think his is kind of more similar to your dad's yeah. hair. A little bit. I don't know. It's just it. So stupid I have a jeans. weird. Like I have. First of all, I have this bump in my where my part is, but for a while there, it seemed like this part right at the part was receding, but in recent, like in the last six months or so, it's like I have baby hairs growing in that spot. It's like my hairline is, is advancing. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah. It's interesting. Bizarre. Rob's like rubbing Rogaine just in that one spot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, come on hair. You can do it. But yeah, yeah. It does seem like so far I've lucked out. Nice. Julie is lucky. Or at least Maria would think so. <laughs> I uh, I like to think of you now, Mike, as being kind of Daniel Batery. You got a Batery vibe to you. Oh, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, it's intended as one. I was thinking if you if you really like really went for the polished look, um, Walter White ish. <laughs> <laughs> My head's not as lumpy as Walter White's yeah. though. I don't think it is anyway. Yeah, so you never really I, I, know. <laughs> Um, anyway, to move on to actual, actual follow-up. Yeah, I don't even know or who actually, it's not even It's not even a follow-up, but, okay, so I had a discussion with, uh, with someone on Twitter. It was actually a private message conversation. Whoa. So I'll, I'll keep the details anonymized. Um, anyway, there's, there's a tweet by, by a Twitter account to Fido, who was like, hey, so can I use a data sim in a phone? And then Fido, Fido replied back and said, no, sorry, you got to pair it with a voice or text plan. So then I messaged him and I was like, just so you know, you can very easily use a data sim in a phone. There's nothing, A, it will work, and B, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No. So, like, Fido's always going to try to sell you, like, a voice or a text plan, but yeah. I, I'm fairly certain that you can just buy a I sim, am doing add it. a data plan to it, <laughs> and use it in a phone. So this, this person's worry was that it would violate their acceptable use policy, which, again, I don't agree with i don't think that's the case i don't think so either like i think that's their policy to say no you can't but right it's, it's kind of like how if i buy a phone from fido my contract ends even if my contract doesn't end i can just throw that same sim into a different phone and not tell fido right i don't have to t- say hey fido i'm using this phone now like I, right. I can't see them pursuing that as a violation and actually defending that right like you're purchasing their services it's not like you're tethering illegally yeah. or against their their conditions um which even that i think is ridiculous that, yeah it's stupid fine whatever but um like if if my phone allowed me to i would do it yeah and i did do it before it stopped working so yeah speaking of does yours still work for tethering mine never off, did off, off the record mine never did but it did it does um by the way, it's on the record. Give me LTE. Oh, that was a, what is it? That was LTE, right? Okay. I actually so does... have, um, not only do I have LTE, but I now recently, a, a couple months ago, I turned on Wi-Fi calling, which mm. for people who aren't familiar, it's when you can actually make voice phone calls through your phone plan uh, when you're on Wi-Fi even. And so it gives you stronger, th- if you have bad reception somewhere, you can actually, you can make regular voice calls yeah. through Wi-Fi. Um, like in a basement. Yeah. So I turned it on and it asked me to activate through Fido. And I said, okay, I go ahead. I don't, I don't care. They, they, if they don't already know I have an iPhone now, they're certainly <laughs> never going to find out. Um, and it worked for like 
couple hours and then turned off and I couldn't really figure out why. And then I tried to go and turn it back on in the settings and it wouldn't let me. It just kept sending it, it redirected to Fido, redirected back and then stayed off. And now as of this morning or maybe late last night, it's back. It's working again. I have Wi-Fi calling. That's like with, with the tethering. Like when we Mm -hmm. got our new phones, it was working and then it worked for, I want to say all day. And then the next time we tried it, it didn't work. Right. So like on the iPhone, the SIM can actually tell the phone to disable, like gray out the option to tether. Like okay. on my, my iPhone 5, the option is is grayed out because I think our plan, like my work plan doesn't permit tethering or they've asked, asked for it to be turned off. Okay. So, but with Android, they don't have that same capability. Right. But it's taken care of on the carrier side so that when a phone tries to tether or is tethering, it pings to the carrier to say, hey, is this phone allowed to tether? Huh. And then it pings back, I think. Right. Um, so I I wonder if what happened is just my phone wasn't registered as a device that wasn't allowed to tether. So for a bit it was. And then Fido oh, okay. checked and said, no, that's not in their plan. And then turned it off. Yeah. But for this, for this anonymous person on Twitter, if you're listening, I can absolutely with 100% confidence tell you that you can use a data-only plan on a phone. Keep in mind... And maybe this is why Fido has this policy, which is totally reasonable. If you do send text messages or make voice calls, they will be charged a per use rate. Like if you're on prepaid. So it'll be like four, I think it's like 40 cents a minute or 35 cents a minute for calling. And I think about 40 cents a text too. So don't, if you're going to use data only, use data only, don't use messages. Yeah. So, and what I'd recommend is because if you go to Fido kiosk, they won't sell you a data plan without a device. Right. They have so, to tie it to yeah. some kind of number. So so buy the device outright. Don't sign up for the plan. Get the data plan with it, which you get the SIM, and then return the device and then just keep the plan. And they'll yeah. let you do that. This helped because I have an iPad with a cellular connection that I was able to tie it to. Otherwise, it would have been a question about what device I'm using this for. Yeah. So have a yeah. device that would you need a data-only plan to sign up for this. Um, but yeah, and what, what I told this person was, you know, like sign up for the, like, so, like go for it. And worst case, they tell you, Hey, you can't do that. And then you're back right. where you started anyway. So yep. it's like, and it's like, Oh, okay. And then like, they're not going to find you for it. They're not going to blacklist you from anything. It's like, well, right. They still want customers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't want your money anymore. <laughs> Like betrayed if, us. if Google voice was in Canada, I totally have be on a data only plan. Yeah. If, if I didn't actually, yeah. If I didn't have my current plan, I'd be on a data only plan. I think I'd probably still yeah, keep exactly. my current plan for obvious Grandfather reasons. for life. Which Nick is still salty about. I tried Slow. to tell him. <laughs> I signed people up for this. <laughs> I was telling everybody sign up for this vital plan while it still exists. Yeah. See, I remember. When, what could I possibly use that much data for? I wondered. <laughs> <laughs> when I signed up for it, I had like a feature phone. So yeah. it wasn't a dumb phone. Like right. it had, it had a browser and it had email. Mm-hmm. And so Maria needed email for work. So I'm like, Hey, this phone has email on it. You should do it. And then it's like, Hey, there's this mobile browsing plan that Fido offers. And it's like, you are, you're not going to use mobile browsing. Why would you use mobile browsing on this crappy browser? But at least you can get email. And then just time passed, and here we are. There's a reason. Computers in our pockets. There's a reason I named my 
blog living in the future because that is how i honestly felt i was like this is gonna it's gonna come back to you you're gonna need this so when you signed up for it did you figure that phones would get better like did you see like hey this is gonna pay off or at the at the time what were you using mobile browsing for at the time i had like my so you remember hearing when the iphone came out that android had been working on a thing that was kind of like blackberry in that it connected to the internet and had basic internet functionality, but was pretty terrible. And they completely rethought and designed Android the way it was, is now. I didn't hear anything about 1.0 was. So that was, that was a big thing is that I okay. think it was Eric Schmidt was in a cab when he heard. Oh, the I, I heard the story before I, at the time I didn't hear about that. Though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean later in, in hindsight. So I had the phone that I had was a Sony Ericsson and like a flip phone. Yeah. It did have that kind of WAP. Yeah. relatively terrible internet, but I could access like a, there was a Gmail app for this phone. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally branded as Gmail. Yeah. So yeah, mine did too. Yeah. And yeah. so the, like there were games and things, there was stuff you could do yeah. with the internet. But my entire time, like as soon as the iPhone was launched and I had this you know, unlimited browsing thing, I said, wow, I wonder if I could get a, an actual smartphone and use it. And the entire time I was just hoping it would work. And then oh, okay. I eventually yeah. got the iPhone 3G and tried it. And I was like, and so for the first time, the first time I got the iPhone, I put the SIM card in, I turned on the internet for like, uh, like I turned on data for like a minute. I opened a website and I closed it and I turned off data. And then I waited until my bill came the next month and I saw that it was included. And then I turned it on a little, like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, or something. And I did browsed a bit. And then I turned it off and then waited the next month. Like it was a very slow process, but the entire time I was like, this loophole will probably work, but I want to make sure I'm not going to get charged per kilobyte. Right. That, that exact same thing happened to me too. Cause like, like I said, we both had phones that had a Gmail app. It had Google maps, which yeah. again was horrible. Cause it was very, all, very basic. It was yeah. all like cell tower based location. There was no GPS in the phone. I don't yeah. think. No. Um, yeah. It's just really bad. And, uh, so yeah, we were using it for that. And then, yeah, we saw a Sony Ericsson Xperia, the Xperia Pro. Yeah. That was the next phone we got after it. So that was our first real quote unquote smartphone running ice cream sandwich. at the No. Yeah. Ice cream sandwich. Um, oh no, that was gingerbread. Yeah. I was running gingerbread and uh, it worked like you, like you discovered it. The same plan worked on that one for, yeah. for any data that you wanted to use. We're like, ah, yeah. So then, yeah. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick. Like a piece of beef jerky. I am salty. <laughs> well, at the time, to be fair, I think your argument was something like, I'm only paying $20 for this wind plan and I'm not going to sign up for a $40 Fido <laughs> plan. Oh, yeah. Wind showed such promise. Well, Freedom Mobile is the future of mobiling. <sighs> yeah, it's... I think it's going to be the future for a long time. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Um, okay. Anything else to say this week? This is my, I think this is going to be my last future chat broadcast from this apartment. Wow. Oh, historic. It's yeah. the, it's the end of an era. Does Edmonton also have tech savvy? I sure hope so, because they're supposed to show up to our new apartment oh, on good. Tuesday. <laughs> okay, so yes, the answer is yes, they do. <laughs> you sounded Stranger- like an excited person who just got engaged. Yes, the answer is yes. Oh, my God. I would hate for you to have to go back 
to any of the terrible internet providers? I I wouldn't put it past a cell or not a cell provider, but a uh, ISP to show up to a location and be like, we can't plug in here. Inferior service pirates. Yeah. <laughs> I like that headline. The No, apparently Shaw attacks will be there on Tuesday. Make cool. sure we're hooked up. Nice. Fingers so did, crossed. When you picked out the apartment, I trust that you found one with a good podcasting corner. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I think you would enjoy how we picked our apartment. We found like a, it's a good deal until May or something like that. Maybe March. It was an M. Anyway, the current tenants have been trying to unload it since November. So they're offering to pay half the rent until their current lease is up. Like they're subleasing to you. Yeah. And so we basically did a, it was a Google Hangouts tour of the place because it was the last one that we'd found and we didn't want to go all the way back to Edmonton to just look at one place. Mm -hmm. Right. And this might be just a a placeholder place anyway. Mm. We figured, you know, for the amount of rent it is, like we can go for a couple months and then if we want to leave at the end of the lease, that's fine. Right. But yeah, so... so... is this your way of saying there is no podcasting? Yeah, corner? that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't, we have a spare room. I just don't know how it's all going to work out pro- or how it's all going to work out. Right. I see. This it's is all hardwood floor. So it might be very, very echoey. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Nothing a uh, good area rug can't fix. <laughs> just drape a big blanket over myself. Yes. <laughs> Got a Hudson's Bay Point blanket, so they're nice and heavy. Just throw that over yeah. the whole setup. Tape, tape up, tape up egg cartons all over the wall. <laughs> yeah, the the actual condo owners would be thrilled with that. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I wish you all the best on your move, Nick. Fingers crossed, it will still work. Yeah, One of these weekends I might be broadcasting from Calgary somewhere, as yet undetermined. <laughs> I'd, I'd offer to help move, but, you know, for obvious reasons. He doesn't want to. <laughs> it's, well, it's a weekday in Edmonton, so. Yeah. Both, uh, yeah. both don't really work too well. Say there's a well up there and you need to go investigate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a thing, right? That's a plausible thing. Not really there, in my job little... description, but right. I could give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wish me luck. Good luck. Good luck, Nick. We we might not actually have our stuff until later this week because the movers don't want to move with all the snow around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised that's even. <laughs> yeah, why is that a thing? <laughs> it's like I don't want to move with all the snow either. <laughs> my my knee jerk, honestly, like as they said that, like actual good argument was they drove so slowly last time that it took seven hours to get up to Edmonton and they charge by the hour. Right. My honest reaction is that, and I'm sorry, cause this is somewhat racist, but Albertans can't drive in the snow for shit. <laughs> that is not racist. That's I just not a race. point that out. Albertans yeah. not a race, but <laughs> they, they don't get it. Like everyone's like, <sighs> Why can't I drive like I do when the road's dry? Oh, my God. I'm sliding everywhere. (laughs) That was racist, but... (laughs) Because the road's dry (laughs) so often, like, no one ever leaves any following distance. And then, 
Yeah. So my knee jerk reaction was like, this is the consequence of living in Alberta. <laughs> like there's a little bit of snow on the roads and everyone loses their minds. I guess that's what happens. Well, yep. What's going what's gonna to happen in a moving day the night before there's a blizzard. Are they just going to not move? Well, they're going to, they're going to pick our stuff up and store it for us until they're ready to come up. Oh, good. <laughs> but there's but no I, charge I, I for storing be. the stuff. Not in this case. That's weird. Because we literally chose them because they were the only ones that said they would do it on Monday. Right. Mm. So if not, Kai and I are going to be sleeping on an air mattress and waiting around with nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So going to be interesting. I would think if you drive half the speed that you normally would, you charge half as much like you're traveling. You're charging for the traveling part. You're not charging for the time part. No, you're, you're paying for the time. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's the agreement they want to make, but that's not necessarily a just system in turn in this case. Yeah, no, you'd, yeah. we'd be paying for the job and not the time, but yeah. it's just because of the nature of the industry. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But here we are. Most industries are broken, not necessarily individual people. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, cause we've, we've packed our boxes and stuff like that. So if they mm-hmm. pack your boxes for you, they charge for the time. Yeah. And it's not a flat fee cause it could take longer or shorter. Right. And that I get because you could just leave everything a mess and they have to pack it. It's going to take a lot more work. Yeah. Or like I, I dismantled the bed frame. And so that's going to take less time at right. 150 bucks an hour. So that's good. 